Hello, EKN Nation. Welcome to another podcast, another EKN Radio Network production for This Week in Carding. It is episode number 69. It is August 8th, 2023. So it's weird that it's 8 8. That just boggles my mind when the dates do that. So it throws me off there. I am David Cole, joined by Nate Dean as we are bringing you all the major news and notes and topics that have been hitting the ECAN homepage or in social media over the last essentially a couple of weeks. It has been since July 19th that we recorded uh, this week in carding episode. So uh, uh, we had uh, a couple of weeks where we're prepping for Supercard USA Pro Tour Summer Nationals and then recovering from it. Uh, so we're back to doing podcasts, hopefully have a face-to-face here pretty soon as well uh, in the coming days as well. So we'll continue to be adding to our EKN Radio Network podcasts and and YouTube and other uh, forms of media uh, for you to take in. Uh, again, uh, this week in karting, episode 69, presented by Skip Barber Racing School. Are you looking for the next step in racing? Go from carts to cars with the Skip Barber Racing School. Skip Barber alumni are champions in every motorsport series, including Formula One, NASCAR, IMSA, and IndyCar. Get behind the wheel of a Skip Barber Formula 4 car featuring a 160-horsepower turbocharged engine. Our highly structured and competitive Skip Barber Formula Race Series is the perfect platform to start your racing career so you can fulfill your dream of becoming a champion. With equalized race cars and a focus on driver development, your driving skills will determine if you end up in victory lane. Learn more about the Skip Barber Racing School at skipbarber.com or call 866-932-1949. So, Nate, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since we've uh, been in a podcast together. So uh, have you enjoyed the time away from, from the microphone? <laughs> It, well, away from this microphone, doing other announcing duties at other tracks, just in front of a microphone. So, yeah, but it's it's been a little bit. It's not been as long as some of our other breaks in between them. But in the summer months, with a lot of racing going on, a bit of a break there, as you said, with the summer nationals. But back for another episode. Yeah, and there's just hasn't been a lot of news. I know that's something I said off the air before we came on. It's just. It's just kind of been a dead period in terms of news. You know, we're, we were at Supercards USA Pro Tour race. You know, I was working in Escusa to try and give us a little bit of something for the upcoming season because they have dates. They don't have locations, so nothing from them on that. I got to think United States Pro Kart Series is working on their schedule for next year. They always have, already have dates, but they're going to probably be locking in locations as well, too. Uh, I am a... USA Grand National Championship, that's been announced to come back for next year. So we're still waiting to hear uh, on that. So really just not a lot of news uh, to kind of discuss just kind of what's been happening within the sport. Um, Among that is the FIA Carding European Championships. They wrapped up here while we were in Newcastle, Indiana for the Scusa race, uh, July 28th through the 30th and, and Cremona, Italy. Uh, the OK, OK Junior and Academy Trophy programs wrapped up their European programs. Uh, interesting weekend uh, in terms of kind of results. So a little bit of a mixture, uh, including that in the OK category where OK, OK Junior was a Cart Republic IAMI sweep with the top three drivers there uh, finishing one, two, three. You have Belgian uh, Thibaut, 
Remakers uh, winning the OK Junior category ahead of Martinis from Italy uh, aboard a Cart Republic. And then uh, Xander Bondar. I even listened to the show or the broadcast, and now I can't say the name now. Bondarev. <laughs> Oxander Ox- Bondarev. Uh, from Ukraine, uh, finishing in third. He's actually the driver who came away with the European Championship ahead of T-Bot, Remakers, and uh, Martinez, or Martins, right? How would you say that? It's Italian. So I Copa. I, hmm. Mar- Martins, Martinez. I Martinez. Martin- that's that's that sounds yes. better. Yeah. Yes, that's how I, I had to remember how it was pronounced in the broadcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, so those two guys finished third, uh, one, two, three on the podium for the race, and then ended up finishing one, two, three in the championship. But things were a little bit mixed up in OK category. You had Luigi uh, Colocchio, Colloc- uh, the Italian uh, representing uh, Italy in Italy uh, with on the Tony Kart Vortex package. They, uh, they took the victory there ahead of uh, Enzo... Tar Vanacekel, yeah, that's a tough one from I believe Thailand, uh, Cart Republic, Miami, and then a former junior champion, uh, Keen Nak- Nakumura Berta, uh, the British driver on the Cart Republic. So a little bit more diverse, but more so in the championship. That's where Rene Lammers on the Paralin TM combination from uh, the Netherlands, he was able to secure the OK championship. So European title for him. Gabriel Gomez, the Italian for CRG with IAMI Power Plant, finishing in second in the title chase. And then Jamaican Alex Powell, uh, former Supercard USA USPKS driver. Uh, we just played, what was it, Pittsburgh USPKS in 2017. Alex Powell was actually racing that event in cadet competition. So the Jamaican finishing third in the championship there. So a little bit more diverse in the OK category, but really the junior package just seems to be all the top drivers on that cart Republic, which it's a little interesting. You look at it, Supercarts USA, Nate, uh, four championships there for the cart Republic brand. Now they're taking, you know, another in OK junior competition in the European championship. So uh, the momentum's continuing with them. Uh, in terms of gaining championships across the world. Yeah, and to add to the Alex Powell point, the now Mercedes F1 junior. So he's made a career out of it so far in his uh, early days for his racing career. But yeah, I mean, looking at the manufacturers, the carts, like you said, even when we were going through that, you have one Tony, one Parallel, and one CRG. The rest are cart republics to go back onto the what you said about at Summer Nats with claiming Scusa Pro Tour titles. Uh, I think one of the guys under the Car Republic Chad Dawkins Racing Tent said Car Republic's made up like six or something percent of the entries that weekend and claimed fifty percent of the titles, which is a bit of an interesting stat and good on Car Republic. And they're really, really both here in the States and over on the other side of the pond really starting to get that program up and going. Yeah, I think I think it's a little bit more than six percent. I think, yeah. um, you know, when you look at it, they have, you know, obviously Trinity Karting Group brings a number of drivers. Uh, International Motorsport had two with Alessandro de Tullio and and uh, I can't remember the other driver's name. Uh, Team Ferris Racing there on Cart Republic, so there's a there's a good spread. I it's probably closer to ten percent. Um, 
when you look at the overall numbers. So, but yeah, again, it's pretty impressive to, to gain nearly half the championships uh, with, with, you know, in terms of having uh, one of the lower percentage number of chassis out on the racetrack uh, over the course of the three events that took place. So that, that would, that would be a deeper dive to really go through and, and see the actual numbers there. But I would, I would give it around a 10% uh, in terms of that, but uh, yeah, it's, you know, cart Republic certainly got momentum on its side. Uh, Academy trophy also competed that uh, weekend as well, wrapping up their, program for 2023 unfortunately no us a driver took part in this year's program uh katja woda the polish driver ended up p- taking the victory ahead elisa billard uh the french driver she finished in the second spot ahead of marcus Silkunis uh from lithuania uh winning the championship was hugo marty from spain over australian max walton uh with uh Silkunis uh, finishing in third in the championship. So that is kind of your recap of the European Championship program wrapping up there. We got world championships coming up. I know the uh, the shifter program is going to be towards the end of September, I believe it was. Um, I'm pulling it up right now because I didn't have it on my screen yet. Um, oh, after Labor Day weekend. So the weekend after Labor Day weekend, the shifter carts drivers KZ, KZ2, and KZ2 Masters will be at Wacker, Wackersdorf, uh, Germany, or yes, Germany. I always get that confused with Belgium, uh, but Belgium is B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, they will be there. And then the World Championships taking place uh, October 5th through the 8th, and that'll be in Italy at the Francicorta facility. I'm not familiar. I think that's the one closer to Lenato, if I recall. Do you remember where that is? I think that is. Either way, it's going to be, I I think it's been a while. Well, I guess, yeah, I'll have to look where that up, where that is. But uh, yeah, so those will be, that'll basically be the the wrap-up of the international calendar for FIA carding on that. Uh, Any other notes regarding FIA carding, Nate? Not... Not really from my end. I, I love watching the replays. It's just how early the races are that really get me on the weekends. It is tough. But, it's tough to yeah. watch that. Yeah, it was nice. It's nice you're able to go back and, and kind of and you can actually yes. scroll through it, figure out what you want to watch, not have to watch all the opening ceremony stuff, which is cool when you're there. I think when you're watch rewatching a race, not always the optimal time to to watch yeah. that part, especially not very many year uh um Americans taking part uh, in the event because I think there was what Jack Iliff and Vivek Canthan they were there uh, in the OK Junior category. I think I think Iliff was the top finisher there that weekend. He finished in twenty fourth, and Canthan had a DNF, so uh, tough weekend for him. And then uh, one driver from USA in the OK category, and that was Ryan Vincent. He was a did not qualify for the main event. So uh, moving on to our next topic is road racing, something I'm very familiar with and I keep trying to convince more and more people to do. And thankfully we got the firsthand experience from uh, Jonathan Ocasio. Uh, He's Ohio driver. He's been in the sport for a number of years now and now getting to turn 18. Well, for 18 year olds, you're able to race shifter cart racing on the big tracks. So 
Uh, he was gifted a Father's Day weekend at Mid Ohio Sports Car Course. Got to race thanks to a friend giving him a Burrell RTM to race in the shifter cart category there. Normally a driver for Magic Cart USA racing in the Stars uh, Stars Championship Series in the Rock Stars program, I believe, a category. So the Rock GP or Rock Shifter category for that program. Nate, it always boggles my mind. It's it's the numbers that stand out when you go road racing. He was talking about hitting 115 miles per hour for the first time uh, in wet conditions, mind you, oh. uh, with a with a little again not full wet, but you know a drying racetrack. It, and it's funny because when I was there in 2021, it was the same thing. The backstretch there at Mid Ohio, and I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's a downhill, got a kink to it that dries the last out of the, for some reason, the, the entire facility, probably because all the trees that are lining it along the West side of it there, but it tends to not dry the quickest. So that is the wettest part of the racetrack. And that's what it was when I went out there, uh, in 2021. And it was, uh, going down that straightaway. You you don't mind it going straight, but when you got to slow down for the, the right-hander there at the end, um, that's when you're like, okay, I, I I should probably slow up. Yeah, um, especially after what happened to Simon Pagano there a couple weekends ago at the IndyCar race in an IndyCar going in a go-kart. That's got to be a little bit scary. But I, looking over that when you sent over the script, just scanning over things I'm like 115. Damn. But it's it was a really cool story to read. I love the little stories that we do. It just pop up every once in a while. Yeah. Just really cool perspectives from everyone else in the karting community. Yeah, it's always good to hear. Again, you want to be more informed about things, and and then what better way than to hear it from somebody else and get get kind of their viewpoint on things and kind of have an open mind. And that's kind of the way road racing is. You got to have an open mind when you go to it. You know, he's been he was there a couple times before, so he kind of understood what the event was like. So that kind of helped. But I, you know, again. I don't think we've converted him. I think he's he's happy he's been able to do it. I just don't think we've converted him like we did Patrick Olson or or somebody like that who is now you know racing road racing all the time. Uh, maybe when he gets older, <laughs> we'll be able to convert Jonathan. But uh, you know he did go and finish third on Saturday for his first race road racing event. So a good congrats to him. And uh, yeah, towards the end of the article, you kind of got the the notion that maybe it's not my thing, but uh, he certainly enjoyed it and, uh, you know, more laid back atmosphere. But I think he's going to k- keep focus on sprint racing and maybe down the road we'll get him uh, hooked to road racing. So, again, I always encourage that. Try always, you know, dirt racing. You know, a lot of us have never tried dirt racing. Is, is, is dirt racing something that you would try, Nate, in, in either now or down the road? You know, it, it's something that at our local track of people that want to try that and then just give it a go because i think a lot of us have gone down to like daytona week or when uh wka did that event at charlotte a couple of years ago and went down once the sprint racing was over to go watch the dirt track stuff and it always looked interesting to us so it's something that's on the mind just the logistics is the biggest thing for us but it's something that definitely a lot of people myself included want to do yeah, is there a dirt track in Minnesota in the Minneapolis area? I think there is. I think there's okay. one around this area. Because I know, I know Indiana has a number of them. Ohio, um, there used to be. I think there's some on the east side of Michigan. A couple there for for karting, but 
uh, obviously down south is where where you want to go to go dirt dirt racing and as you said daytona like that's the that's what you was the mecca i mean it is becoming uh very close to what it was before now that it's moved over to the daytona international speedway and the flat track there so it's slowly creeping up and creeping up and becoming better and bigger and, and more prestigious as it used to be at the uh, municipal municipal stadium never got to go there i heard, always heard stories so uh i i like the flat track there at daytona because like you said you get done during the day inside the uh the speedway you can head over to the dirt track and check it out charlotte same thing as well too when they got to run the big race track there once we got done on the uh sprint and road racing side go ahead over to uh to watch some dirt racing so um definitely something i want to try i've done it before but not not in a full-on left turn only chassis uh the way you should be doing i've done it in sprint carts before where you know you just you put some different gear on and 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 try and see what take it take it around the racetrack not exactly the same thing so hopefully We'll all get to do that. I know Rob loves dirt racing. He's done it before, and uh, maybe we'll we'll try and convince him to do it again. <laughs> uh, with that, we'll head into our first commercial break, and with and when we come back, we'll be talking about the Ecan Driver Rankings pre- presented by Skip Barber Racing School. The 28th edition of the world's largest street race for karting is coming this Labor Day weekend. On September 2nd and 3rd, the Extreme Rock Island Grand Prix will feature racing for everyone from grassroots and vintage racers to some of the best national and shifter car drivers from North America, all at one venue. This historic event promotes fun both on and off the track over the Labor Day weekend, with a focus on making sure the racers, the spectators, and everyone involved enjoys two safe days of racing on this unique six-tenths mile temporary street circuit in the heart of Rock Island, Illinois. The three headline categories, King of the Streets, King of the Rock Briggs 206, and King of the Rock 100cc return as the must-win races at the Rock Island Grand Prix. The Margag Night Shootout is also back for another year, featuring drivers in senior and masters competition. New for 2023 is the Briggs & Stratton 206 Novice Class to feature drivers who have never won at the Rock Island Grand Prix. This year's event also includes the return of the Vintage Program, along with the Tag Senior and Yamaha Can Heavy classes to amp up that two-cycle smell around downtown Rock Island. The Extreme Rock Island Grand Prix is the most fun you can have on and off the track. Learn more by visiting racerockisland.info. Check out any major national karting event and what's the common thread? Speed Concepts Racing. Up front, in every class, every weekend. The Speed family has been at the forefront of American karting for over 25 years. And Speed Concepts Racing is the sole dedication of Father Mike Speed and his multi-time championship winning son Alex Speed. This program is all about passion for the sport and a dedication to winning. They know how to get it done. If you're a senior driver ready to put yourself amongst the best in the country, Speed Concepts Racing is the program for you. We can win the big races. You just need to be in the seat. The Speed's program has delivered time over time in the junior classes as well, helping to elevate a long list of young drivers from mid-pack 
to potential race winners. Speed Concepts Racing has the perfect equation of coaching, driver development, and technical knowledge to elevate your program. Arrive and Drive opportunities are available for the remainder of the 2023 season, and we're locking in seats for 2024 as well. If you're ready to take your career to the next level, contact Speed Concepts Racing through email at speedconceptsracing at gmail.com. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience, and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.franklincart.com where all our products are just a mouse click away. We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, ceramic products, driveline branded products, Briggs & Stratton engines, OTK products, and of course, the championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to innovative engine works by FMS, our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Kart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials and new arrivals. And we are back with episode 69 of This Week in Karting is August 8, 2023. I'm David Cole, joined by Nate Dean as we uh, just kind of discuss and talk about the sport of karting. Uh, not a lot of news uh, coming through the ECAN home de homepage and, and news desk. So we're just kind of picking up some topics to discuss and talk about. One of them being the ECAN driver rankings presented by Skip Barber Racing School. As of August 1st, 2023, following the Supercarts USA Pro Tour Summer Nationals, we have a new driver in the tag driver rankings and the shifter cart standings pretty much staying the same with a little bit of shakeup at the top three. Uh, shifter cart, we'll start with that with Marnie Kremers, the Dutch driver, earning his second straight Supercarts USA Pro Tour title by one single point. Still leads in the shifter cart driver rankings. He has, uh, I was looking for it. Sorry, I was pulling up the standings and how much he was leading by. Uh, essentially 109 points that he's leading now over AJ Myers, the Magic Cart USA driver. 
with Kyle Wick now moving three spots up to third to now put himself in the top three. So you got PSL Carding, Burrell Art, Magic Cart USA, and GFC Carding rounding out the top three. That's essentially the top programs, maybe top brands that, Nate, we are seeing in shifter carts uh, racing right now. Yeah, kind of a pretty even spread amongst the top couple of them. You have Billy Musgrave further down representing Factory Cart, OTK being represented by Danny Formal, who's had a bit of a, not a full season with his rides in IMSA with the Lamborghini Super Trofeo and in GTD. But yeah, Marion Kremer is after a season that he admitted hasn't been the best after. Definitely going to take the Scusa Pro Tour title and holding on to that top spot in driver rankings. Yeah, he has a the Rock Vegas victory still on his uh, total, including the sixth place at the Super Nationals. So that those two finishes are certainly keeping him at the top of the standings. Uh, and again, depending on how things shake out later in the year is going to be uh, whether he retains that top spot. Because as you said, no victories on the Pro Tour this year. Uh, only the second tri- driver to do that in the 14-year history of the Supercar USA Pro Tour. Kyle Wick, ironically, was the other driver to do that. So, uh, And he was the driver who finished one point behind Kremers in the championship chase. So very strange way that the, uh, the championship ended with probably the closest championship title fight we've ever had uh, with four drivers separated by seven points. Again, go to our... Uh, debrief to to learn more about that and it was just a, a crazy way but as you said Burrell Art, Magic Cart, GFC, Factory Cart, Cosmic and Lenzo Cart actually rounding out the top 10 in terms of brands and we also have four different countries represented uh, in the top 10 alone with USA, the Netherlands, Costa Rica with Danny Formal and Italy with uh, Giorgio um, oh, where did his name go? Uh, Carrera, Giorgio Carrera uh, sitting there in eighth spot. So a lot of uh, diversity in our shifter uh, driver rankings for sure. You head over to the tag side of things. Joe Turney has been a winning machine. There's nothing more you can say about it. And that's what's pro- kind of essentially propelled him into the number one spot. Uh, thanks to his two victories at the Scusa Pro Tour Summer Nationals to claim this year's Supercar USA Pro Tour title. Uh, to be what I think is the the second. I'm gonna. I'm, I'll let you talk, but I think he's only the second international driver or first international driver to win that title. Um, I'm gonna look at that right now. Yeah. So, really, really impressive season from Joe after coming over here from the Winter Series. He was just a dominant force and kind of got a lot of heads turning for that Chad Dawkins Racing Cart Republic driver taking that top spot over Ryan Norberg, Alessandro Tulio in third, then the red army of Mateus Morgado and Diego Ramos representing those, those guys there in the top five and a lot of names that either moved up from junior or starting to make their way in to this top 10, top 20 battle after some people are moving out, like of Aiden Grada still moving up Harley Keeble, one of the, you could say hard chargers for this driver rankings went from 54th to 9th in this edition of it. Same with Caleb Gaffara, who's into 19th. He made it up 51 spots for him, but just 
it's the same thing we say when commentating on these X30 senior races or just seeing the fields and how close they are. It's amazing to see that any one of these drivers on their weekend can go out and win. It's just how close uh, tag racing is in the U.S. right now. It certainly is. Yeah, as you said, Ryan Norberg sitting second, Alessandro De Tullio moving up into the third spot, two spots there. And they're ahead of world champion Mateus Morgado, you know, sitting there in fourth. Uh, fellow Brazilian Diego Ramos in fifth. Uh, it's exciting. It's exciting to see that that type of competitiveness now again in the top level of tab competition. Uh, it's what we've been looking for. Um, ironically, Norberg, this is the first season that he hasn't picked up a victory since the uh, 2020 Summer Festival. So you can't really count that. But if you do, because it's Scusa Pro Tour, it was that season and this season. Those are the only two seasons that he did not win a race since he began racing Supercarts Pro Tour in 2016. So strange to see that. But obviously, Joe Turning picking up all the victories this year. Uh, it's helping him take the top spot in the uh, in the driver rankings. And really, it's going to come down to, you know, much like it does every year, how Super Nats kind of unfolds. Uh, you know, Norberg has the opportunity there to, to score a big victory and move his, you know, keep, you know, move his um, points total up higher uh, with a victory or even a podium. You know, say if Joe Turney doesn't doesn't is not able to to match that uh, in Vegas come November. So still nothing decided, you know, obviously the victories put Turney up at to the top. Now, now that he's got uh, plenty of events under his belt here in the USA, 13 races to be exact uh, that count towards the Ekan driver rankings. But you have like a guy, like you said, Harley Keeble moving up 54 or 45 spots, uh, getting his sixth and seventh race here counted towards the Ekan driver ranks. Cause again, this is only tag competition. This doesn't count a hundred CC racing. Uh, where we've seen Keeble what win three straight at to end the Supercar USA Pro Tour program, winning at Challenge of the Americas and winning at other programs as well too. So uh, uh, this top ten is pretty stacked uh, when you look at it. Representing how, how many? Think, what did I say? Let me scroll up here. Six different chassis brands and four countries with USA, UK, Brazil, and Canada. So. Uh, any other notes you have there, Nate, on the driver rankings? Again, pretty stacked uh, top 10 looking at the tag program. Not really. It's just the same 10 or so that we see week in and week out challenging for wins. And like you mm -hmm. said, it's going to come down to the final couple of races, really, that count towards points in this with the, I believe, two more U.S. best rounds than yeah. Super Nets. Yeah, that's yeah. The USBKS events could could put a little chink into some people. Again, uh, Norberg looking for a victory there as well. Depending on the depth of the field at that we get at Motorsports Country Club, and then we get at GoPro for the finale, uh, those those will be interesting point totals to uh, to for people to add to their their standings position. And with that, we'll head into our second commercial break, and when we get back, we'll discuss where are you karting this weekend. For over 35 years, George Barks has been deeply connected to shifter kart racing in the U.S., and he's been dedicated to one of the most iconic brands in the sport, TM. For over three decades, George Barks TM Racing USA has been supplying engine builders and kart shops with the TM product line as a trusted importer and distributor. Current customers include Darcy DeCoste Racing, Ron White Mirage Motorsports, and Two Wild Karting. Dealer inquiries are invited. 
The KZ and OKN class are enjoying excitement and growth this year, and TM Racing USA has all the available TM engines in stock. You can count on TM Racing USA for competitive prices and superior customer service. George has developed his stellar reputation of expertise and professionalism through his 30 plus years in the sport. Here's George to tell you in his own words. I'm George Bartz. For over 30 years, I've been proud to represent the TM Racing brand here in the United States. I know the product line inside and out, and we always have products in stock. I'd love to get the opportunity to add you to our network. From complete engine packages to each and every part in the motor, George Bark's TM Racing USA is the go-to source for TM products. Connect with George via email. It's BarksTMRacing at AOL.com or call 310-714-6907. OpenFender.com is a way for racers like you to raise money to reach your racing goals. I'm founder Mason Filippi of the world's first motorsports funding platform. As a racer, I know that there's a lot we do behind the scenes before hitting the track. Driving fast, winning races comes after a lot of prep, practice, and let's face it, a lot of money. The good news is that fans and sponsors want you to win. They want to help you and be part of your team. That's why I created OpenFender.com, to get these supporters funding your dreams and getting you across the finish line. In a few minutes, you can set up a profile, share it on your socials, and encourage fans and sponsors to boost your racing. Racers using OpenFender are averaging over $1,000 per campaign. This is money that's buying them parts, paying fees, and getting them to the next level. Join OpenFender now and start funding your performance. Fast, fair, and fun. Ignite Karting offers you all of that at an affordable price. Ignite Karting utilizes the spec Margay Ignite K3 with a Briggs & Stratton 206 engine and a Hoosier R80 tire. Everyone in the junior, senior, and master's classes compete on the same Ignite K3 chassis, which puts all the emphasis squarely on driver development. Additionally, Ignite Karting is accessible at the local, regional, and national level. Special events for the 2023 season include the Ignite Majors, which begins with the annual trip to the Daytona International Speedway as part of the WKA Daytona Kart Week as part of both the sprint and road racing events. Those in the Midwest can enjoy the regionally based Ignite Challenge, which just finished up a record-setting season in 2022. Local club programs have also been established in other states all across the country, from Idaho to Texas, Nebraska to New York, with more tracks and clubs joining the Ignite Karting program. Be part of fast fun and great memories with Margay Racing at an Ignite track near you. All information on Ignite events and Ignite Kart packages, including dealers in your area, are available at ignitekarting.com. Get off the couch and out onto the track in 2023. Ignite Karting, fuel your passion. Welcome back to episode number 69 of This Week in Karting. It is August 8, 2023. David Cole and Nate Dean joining you here on our ECAN Radio Network podcast. Uh, our next segment is Where Are You Karting? I know I'm not racing this weekend. Nate, you're going to be somewhere. We'll talk about that at the end of the segment. Uh, but first, let's talk about where 
people can be racing this weekend in terms of national or regional or club racing. Uh, the Race Road Tax U.S. Trophy East program is heading to the New Jersey Motorsports Park in Millville, New Jersey. So uh, that'll be the third and fourth round of that program. And again, a great opportunity for not only to prep for the U.S. Trophy Final that'll be coming up next month, but also to just punch your ticket to be one of the reserve drivers and have the opportunity to earn a Rotax Max Challenge Grand Finals ticket to Bahrain later this year. So again, that's going to be an exciting event. We'll see uh, who drivers, what drivers stand out this weekend in New Jersey Motorsports Park. On the West Coast, we go from East Coast to West Coast. Sonoma Raceway will be the Rock Sonoma event. I believe it is round seven that'll be held this weekend. Uh, so the number of the uh, Northern California drivers and teams will be at the uh, Sonoma Raceway to compete in that program. Road racing, love it. Got to keep talking about it. Championship Enduro Series will be racing at the Blackhawk Farms Raceway. Nate, that's basically an oversized sprint track. If you have seen it or, or have heard about it, uh, I got to race it a couple times. It's it's basically an oversized sprint track. Not very technical, but uh, you know spots where you where you, there's actual braking and and but but spots where it's really fast. I know the straightaway it, it doesn't look that long, but when you go down it. Man, it's it, it almost takes forever to go down that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking at it, it, it seems like it would be an interesting one. Like you said, not incredibly technical, pretty wide corners, but still would offer up quite a bit of a challenge. I know a couple of the guys, at least at our home track, have driven in. They have good memories of it. So that would be a really fun event to participate in. Yeah, Badger Kart Club used to go down and participate there for... I don't know if they counted it as a points race, but I think they kind of um, suggested people go down there and kind of have like a Badger Cart Club uh, one-off down there with uh, special classes back when a lot of a lot of the categories were road race focused. Now, I mean, you just got to change gears and everybody's doing sprint carts on the road race anyway. So, <laughs> uh, And then our final stop is, uh, Nate, you can provide us with more information on the Route 66 Sprint Series heading to Whiteland Raceway Park. Yeah, so round three of Routes 2023 calendar, the finishing weekend for the Hoosier State Challenge as well. First time for Route coming to Whiteland, one of the first bigger events, I'll say, that's going here along with uh, Cup Carts and WKA in its new renovation for 2023 with O'Gara's and everyone who worked on this facility has put in a lot of time, money, and effort into this. I know they're excited to have route. We're excited to be going down there. It's a lot more technical than it first looks, especially with the sections where it becomes old to new and how wide it goes and how short the track becomes. So it's going to be a bit of a different challenge compared to what route has had in the first two rounds with Newcastle and road America being two very, very quick tracks going into a really slow speed. Technical one should be a lot of fun. Yeah. The cup carts, North America, North division was there, I believe July. Yeah. So just this past month and Whiteland actually produces their own live broadcast. So we, I, I got to watch some of that, and it's funny you, you mentioned that because the newer section wide open, it is a little technical, you know, going down the straightaway and, and you have some turns there. But as you said, when you go from new to old, how much it narrows up in terms of the track width. 
uh, it certainly throws people off. And, and the old section is a lot more technical than the newer section. So you definitely have to be on your game. So it'll be, uh, it'll be cool to see. I'll, I'll probably tune in a couple times over the weekend to, to catch, because I believe you guys are doing the live video and audio broadcast all weekend long, correct? Well, we, yep. Yeah, so that'll be cool to check out. Uh, you know, home of the MPG Motorsports crew. I'm sure they'll have a big contingent down there racing this weekend and in the many different categories. Uh, and as you said, wrap up of the uh, the Indiana Challenge is that what they call it? Hoosier State Challenge. Hoosier State Challenge. That's what it was. So, and that's because of the racing at Newcastle first, and then now racing at Whiteland. So you kind of combine those two points together. Is that how it works? Correct. Yeah, so that'll be cool to, to wrap that up, and then the, uh, and then head back up to uh, to I believe what Badger Cart Club for the uh, for the finale. Yep. So yeah, cool to see that. And uh, again, if you want to message us, where are you carting this weekend? Hit us up on uh, on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, however you want to reach us, and let us know where you're going to be racing this weekend. So with that, we'll head into our final commercial break. And we'll talk more about uh, things that have been on EKN, including editorial, podcasts, and of course, our radio network. The new face of competitive karting in the Pacific Northwest region is Race Lab. The full-service karting operation is located at the -the state-of-the-art Kartplex facility in Oliver, British Columbia, Canada, providing everything you need to hit the track or put yourself in a successful driver development program. Race Lab is the official North American distributor for the TB Kart chassis brand, providing the full range of models from Kid Kart to Shifter Kart. Villanova Racing Karts is their flagship product, available only through Race Lab. The brand carries the name of Formula One champion and Indianapolis 500 winner Jacques Villeneuve, with each model produced by TB Kart. Kartplex, the home of Race Lab, is situated on the grounds of the Area 27 Motorsports Park. From full arrive and drive TV cart rentals to leagues and competition karting, the facility provides a new home to developing the future stars of motorsports, all beginning at Cartplex with Race Lab. Follow Race Lab on social media on Facebook and Instagram, or load up their website at www.theracelab.ca to learn more about TV cart and Villeneuve racing carts. Race Lab, race with us, win with us. Winning takes a team, and Northern California Carters can take advantage of one of the best, working with the Karting Collective based at Sonoma Raceway. The Karting Collective is a full-service kart shop and a longtime official Sony kart dealer, founded by karting and racing veteran Nick LaDuke. Nick's decades of experience brings the knowledge needed to reach the podium, with a focus on attention to detail and providing a fun culture within the race team. A whole host of services are available with the Karting Collective, including trackside support, chassis setup, and driver coaching, as well as kart storage, kart service, and repair. Arrive and drive opportunities are also available. Visit thekartingcollective.com or call 415-328-1112. You can find them on social media as well and make sure to give them a follow. Make the most out of every lap with a perfectly prepped cart from the Carding Collective. History, success, family. 
Those are the three words that can describe Comet Kart Sales, one of the longest tenured karting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation located just outside of Indianapolis has provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers in the near six decades of business. Their online store features everything you need, continually adding new parts to their product line. From full karting packages, new engines, spare or replacement parts, and safety gear, find it all at CometCartSales.com. Their Comet Racing Engine service has won multiple major events and championships over decades of karting and continues to offer the best trackside service in the industry, specializing in IAMI X30, IAMI Swift, and other two-cycle power plants. Make sure to head to CometCartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be part of the Comet Kart Sales family today. Welcome back to the final segment of This Week in Carding, episode number 69. It is August 8th, 2023. I'm David Cole, joined by Nate Dean. Uh, again, uh, wrapping up this edition of This Week in Carding, we'll talk about the ECAN editorial that has hit the homepage over the last couple of weeks. Uh, race report from the IKF Northern California Sprint Cart Series. Uh, their Santa Maria uh, event is uh, available for reading. We did. I did a flashback Friday a couple weeks ago, uh, prior to heading to the Summer Nationals about the Rock Island Grand Prix. It's been 20 years. It's crazy to think about this. 20 years since the 2003 Rock Island Grand Prix, which was the last event that didn't have me showing up. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was probably one of the rainiest uh, Rock Island Grand Prix, as uh, the main events were held in wet conditions. So. Uh, hopefully it doesn't show back up 20 years later because I, I don't want to see it this year. Uh, but, uh, Bobby Wilson, some of you may re recall that name from IRL days with, uh, the Indy lights program, uh, almost made his way into the IndyCar ranks and, uh, one finally won his, uh, his first rock at the rock Island grand prix. I'm trying to think of the other one. Oh, that was also the year that, uh, the emperor Gary Lawson was able to pick up his first rock trophies that year. So I think he's at 28 total victories at rock Island grand prix. And that's missing a few years here and there. And he hasn't raced. I think, uh, didn't race last year. So I think he raced in 2021, uh, when we did go back. So, uh, again, we pulled, pulled the actual race report from ecartingnews.com from back in 2003. We pulled some pages from, uh, shifter cart illustrated and also some other images in that. So make sure you have a look at that Flashback Friday article uh, on our ECAN homepage. Uh, speaking of Rob Howden, who raced in two, two, 2003 Rock Island Grand Prix, he got back in the seat at the Summer Nationals, so he was able to provide a column about heading to back to the, uh, the, the seat and getting to race at the Scusa Pro Tour Summer Nationals. So technically his first Pro Tour race uh, that he competed in, so got to kind of preview that. Uh, I know he's going to be working soon on kind of wrapping up what it was like to compete there uh, recently, uh, obviously dealing with um, the death of his uh, grandmother, 103 years old. So lived a full life, but uh, dealing with, you know, selling of this and doing that. And uh, so hopefully we'll have him back uh, writing up that uh, that column to provide us to read. 
Um, and also check out the ECAN trackside coverage for the Supercarts USA Pro Tour Summer Nationals. Nate, I didn't ha- we didn't have you in our debrief, but um, looking at the Summer Nationals, what kind of stood out uh, from that weekend from your perspective? Yeah, so we were, even though we were, my friends and I were racing at the home track, whenever we came off track, we had the broadcast up and the camper and watching that for the entirety of it. But as always, the thing that surprised me this year is just the quality of racing in the cadet categories between uh, mini and micro swift. Cause usually, I mean, you all traditionally, you're always going to watch X30 senior uh, pro shifter. K100 senior has been on the rise, but the one we've been watching a ton is just the micro and mini battles that are just so close. And the competition in that is just, there's not a bit, <laughs> there's not a spread. Really, it's just all a clump of cadet drivers battling for the lead. It's just amazing to watch. And that's that's my takeaway, at least. Yeah, I agree with you on that, especially in the micro division where a lot of drivers have, have you know, taken the year, you know, the first eight months to kind of step up and now are there. And we're seeing a number of different drivers kind of right there competing for podium or even victory. So that's cool to see. And of course, the mini category, I mean, those guys are just duking it out every session that they're on racetrack, I think. Both pre-finals, both Saturday and Sunday, were probably the more heated races that we had all season long, with just two by two, 10 carts deep, uh, just everybody trying to gain an inch somehow, however they could. And and again, but it still goes back. And that's what happened on Sunday. You get two drivers who hook up, and as long as they don't pass each other, they're gone. And that that's a unique thing, about I think, about many you know, even in K senior with uh, Harley Keeble and, and Henry Wheeler kind of hooking up, getting away from the field, they were able to do that. And, you know, which was a different story on Saturday because we had four, four drivers fighting for the lead. And then it became eight by the time the, uh, the checkered flag was waving. So interesting how Newcastle does that. Sometimes you're able to, to have just massive packs of racing, but you're also able to get those breakaways. So uh, we'll see what happens when we uh, when we head to Motorsports Country Club. We'll talk about that a little bit in a little bit later. Uh, EKN podcast review. Again, we are available through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, and all other podcast outlets. Make sure you subscribe. Give us a review about our EKN Radio Network podcast. This Week in Karting, episode 68, is available for download along with our Outlap and Debrief podcast for the Supercarts USA Summer Nationals. So make sure you download those shows. ECAN Radio Network, upcoming shows to debut on our 24-hour, seven-days-a-week channel, the only karting radio station in the world. Again, you'll hear This Week this week in Karting episode tomorrow on the ECAN Radio Network. We'll also continue uh, rewinding with our USPKS and Rock Island Grand Prix live shows. Um, and we'll, as we said before, we'll be getting a face-to-face. So I tried to get a hot seat. That didn't work out again. So we'll hopefully get one at the Motorsports Country Club here in a couple weeks and maybe one at Rock Island. That'll be, maybe we'll do one. I'll do one at the bar, Rock Island. That that could be a little interesting <laughs> uh, with that. But um, what's coming up on ECAN, as mentioned before, August 25th through the 27th, the United States Pro Kart Series will be heading to the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati for the first time in Batavia, Ohio. So I'm really looking forward to this and never been to this facility. You got the pleasure of going there for Cup Karts Race um, and you spoke very highly of it, Nate. And uh, and I'm looking forward to being there. Yeah, I, I think 
we've talked about the past two podcasts and at the end just can't say enough nice things about what trinity carding group and the bailiffs have done with it and some renovations i've seen on social media just to get uspks ready some paving a few places i think around the the exit of the track to get ready they did they did i know they did a pre-grid so they're they're setting up a pre-grid i mean you've been to some of these races where you know we just talk about the mini micros they're at the grid an hour before they're supposed to be there so it gets a little bit chaotic so i think so motorsports country club did a, a very cool thing and they can use this patio for any other events they have or something else so they have a pre-grid area that they paved off so and it looks like you know their paddock is paved so there's no you know issues rolling cart stands uh wherever you go obviously they got plenty of room for parking that's going to be um where where did they park cars that's what i'm wondering when you guys were there for cup carts was was there enough room for cars cars to park yeah it was big enough for the facility was big enough where you could just park where you were pitted okay yeah so that that's what i again because i'm looking at it from aerial you don't quite know exactly how big the paddock area is so so I'm sure they'll have everything figured out. You know, Sean Bailiff and his whole crew there have been working hard to, to make sure this one's ready because, you know, this is going to be probably the biggest event they've ever had at this place. So uh, looking forward to that. And then after that, uh, the next weekend will be Labor Day weekend. And what does Labor Day weekend mean? It means Rock Island Grand Prix. So we'll be heading to the 28th edition of the Rock Island Grand Prix on September 2nd through the 3rd. A two-day event where they turn the city streets into a racetrack for karting. Uh, again, party on and off the racetrack. Again, uh, just so many, so many stories you can tell about this racetrack, about this race in general, and about the people that uh, that make up the Rock Island Grand Prix. So excited to see that uh, the Rock Island family once again, and and to be there in the Quad Cities area um, should be fun. Should be an exciting time. Uh, I already know uh, Race Liberante and Chase Jones, MPG Motorsports and Race Factory. They're going to be there. We're, we'll be following a race versus chase program. We, we did this back in uh, 2021. Uh, so I'm excited to, uh, to to be able to follow that. And we'll be we'll be covering that. We'll be covering all the other programs. You know, if if Mike Dittmer can come back and win again, if um, Andrew Bedozo can win a third straight King of the Streets title, we've never had a driver win three in a row. So that's going to be uh, an interesting uh, story to follow. I'm trying to think, well, who's the uh, K or the 100cc winner? Can't remember off the top of my head. I don't know. I'm blanking along with you. Because I think it was, I don't know if Dittmer won. No, it was Drake Ostrom that won last year in the, see, I'm thinking two years ago. That's how bad it is. So mm-hmm. two years ago was Drake Ostrom. Uh, Nate, what, what about rock Island? I mean, you haven't been there, correct? I have not. So what, what do you think makes rock Island rock Island? Just, I know you haven't been there, but, but from the outside looking in, what do you think makes it rock Island? I think it's just, it's gotta be the history behind it and just how long it's been going on and just, just almost the simplicity of it too, is its own thing of just the track of one right-hander and the rest is just lefts it has its own thing if you try to do it now like from scratch i don't think it would work but it's just one of those legends 
in motorsport and especially in karting of something that a lot of people want to win. And obviously you have the classes to do at with gosh, how much classes do they have this year? They got to be nearing like 20 at this point. But. Uh, yeah. That that's the only downside. There's too many, but that's, that's yeah, a different yeah, story. Yeah. <laughs> that's another story, but you know, yeah, yeah, just the prestige uh, of it. it. Yeah. It's funny how you say that because if, if an event like this, like you look at Elkhart Grand Prix, they just ran that this past weekend. It has history, but it went away for so long and they're trying to bring it back. And the one thing they do have to help it is the cities behind it. I think that's one of the big things because the, the community hasn't really gotten behind it or karting community hasn't really gotten behind it uh, in terms of numbers. So that's the interesting side of things. But as you said, too, you know, street racing is a dis- different animal. And, and so that I think, you know, it's it's more old school. You know, when you when you think of you know, IndyCar and USAC in the old days, you think of these guys who would go race dirt one day and then pave stuff the next day. You don't get a lot of that in karting. So I think that's kind of the unique part of it um, and makes Rock Island so unique is because not everybody wants to do the street racing. Uh, it was Justin Wishard that won the 100cc King of the Rock with Drake Ostrom, King of the Rock and Briggs, and of course, Andrew Bedozo winning King of the Streets. So those are the three King titles uh on up for grabs see if those guys will be able to defend their crowns or if we'll have new or repeating winners in each of those three categories so with that we will wrap up this episode of this week in carding again episode number 69 august 8th 2023 uh nate any departing words from you as you get ready to head to whiteland raceway park I really wish the Indiana tracks could be closer to Minnesota. <laughs> well, see, you just need to move to Indiana. That's what it is. At this point, we're getting there. <laughs> there you go. See, inching your way. I, I, at least I only have a four-hour drive, so it, it's somewhat uh, easier uh, than driving all the way from Minnesota and, and Minneapolis. So, Although I will say Minneapolis, great area. Been there a couple times and uh, and enjoyed my time up there, so tough to leave the home when it, when it's, when it's that nice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, we will wrap up this show again. Thank you for listening uh, to this week in carding on the EKN radio network. And until next time. 